0: Well, praise God and hello, everyone. I'm thankful to be able to share from my very own home. Um, I'm I'm so thankful for all of your prayers and, and your obedience to the recommendation to stay home in quarantine. I know that it's not easy, but it is helpful. Now today, I have another command to share from you, this time from the word of God, which is also not so easy, but it'll really change your perspective. Every single day, the coronavirus pandemic is raising a lot of anxieties. In fact, I don't even remember a day in the last month where the virus is not mentioned in some sort of conversation. You may be worried, you may not be worried, but the people around you may certainly be. And second thing is, we are locked inside with our families, roommates, friends. And for some, it can be a time of conflict. Okay, some have anxiety about their family or friends going in and out, not taking the, the situation seriously. And others have anxiety that they, they're just too concerned. And this can lead to a lot of conflict and tension within the home. Well, the Apostle Paul knew something about being confined. Indeed, he wrote several letters from prison. And one of those letters is what we have, the book of Philippians. And this is a very special letter because he was in prison and yet he's able to continue to have this joy and this peace. And he encourages all of the believers in Philippi to do it as well. Now, how are we to experience this kind of joy in the middle of a bad circumstance? Well, we're going to look through Philippians and see, discover three things uh, in Philippians chapter four, verses four through eight. And we'll learn about the command to rejoice, the road of rejoicing, and the results of rejoicing. Now, these verses come in the context of a conflict between two leading ladies in the church, which has led to a lot of anxiety for the people. Paul urges the church to resolve this conflict, but he knows that a certain attitude is required first. So let's look through what he says and discover the road to rejoicing. Rejoice, it says, in the Lord, always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now it may sound funny to command joy. There are not many commands that make me feel an emotion. But maybe if somebody said, uh, fear me, then I would listen. But to say, be joyful, it's not a very easy command to follow right away. And it also says, always. Oh, that's not so easy. So how can we be joyful in the middle of a bad circumstance? And and what can we rejoice in? Let's start with the idea of joy. Joy can be an experience or emotion, but it's not the same as happiness, however. Happiness and other feelings are not bad or sinful, but God built these into us to tell us how we are doing inside. However, they are something that come and go. The joy of a disciple of Jesus is Literally, Galatians 5, fruit of the Spirit. It is something that is born out of the Holy Spirit inside of a believer. And when we read this verse slowly, we can see that the command is not a command to rejoice in your circumstances, but to rejoice in the Lord. The idea is that you can always find joy in Jesus Christ, regardless of circumstances and feelings. Now, what about God can we rejoice in? Well, I'll give you three things based on what I see through the book of Philippians and a few other places. One, you can always rejoice in God's character. You realize that you belong to a God who is everywhere. He is unchanging. He rules over everything. He is just. He is loving. He keeps his promises. And there are many, many more qualities of who our God is. God is not unaware of what is happening in the world right now and in your household. He is above all of these things, worldwide circumstances and the conflicts you face in your home. Now let's consider his works. Jesus came to earth to be among us. Jesus died on the cross to purchase us with his blood. Jesus' sacrifice allows us to approach God. Jesus rose from the grave in order to give us new life and hope. Jesus ascended to reign over everything. And the Holy Spirit is in us, guiding us towards him. All of these things we can see in his works. And finally, as I read through the book of Philippians, I notice uh, Paul's constant thankfulness when it comes to the community of God. That the gospel is spreading and transforming lives throughout even the prison. That God has begun a work, a good work, and will complete it. That there is a special connection between the people who are in Christ. There's a special relationship in the community of God. Overall, what gave Paul much joy was seeing the people around him accept the message of the gospel and anticipate the Lord's return. So we find in the next few verses, the command and saying, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. The Lord Jesus Christ is alive and he is returning. And that's something that can definitely bring a lot of joy and a lot of gentleness to us with that anticipation of his return. The gentle attitude in addressing conflict or reacting too strongly isn't something that can come naturally. It has to be rooted in an anticipation of the king's return. Why don't we see gentleness in our reactions? Well, because there is something which can block these fruits of the Spirit, joy and gentleness from growing. And what is that? He addresses it next. It's anxiety. So let's look at the root of rejoicing or the road of rejoicing. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Don't be anxious about anything. We all have concerns in life, but if we aren't careful in how we handle them, they can begin to affect our actions, dominate our minds. The anxiety that Paul is referring to here is the same anxiety that Jesus talks about back in Matthew chapter six. There he says, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Jesus doesn't ever want his people to be overly concerned and anxious. When we're too concerned, we tend to find ways to ease our anxieties without God. And it could lead to actions that could be perceived as controlling and and, and create even more conflict. But when we respond uh, to others out of anxiety, we will be likely to do more damage and cause uh, even more anxiety in other people as well. So, please note that I am not saying that we should never resolve conflict, okay, and keep everything inside to ourselves. That's not healthy. But we should deal with our anxieties and our fears from a healthy place. So, where is that source? What is that road? It is found through prayer. But in every situation, he goes on, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We're able to come before a God who understands our situation better than anyone. When we're left alone with our thoughts, it's just us. But when we have God, we are not left alone with our thoughts. We don't have to spew out all of our fears and negative thoughts to other broken people on Facebook. Unlike anyone else, God is objective. He sees things for what they really are. We're not going on to Facebook and other social media to let others tell us what to think. We aren't trapped in our own minds. But God gives us an open door because of Jesus Christ. There's another party involved who can redirect our thoughts and our anxieties and give a bigger perspective. Now let's look at the last point, the result of rejoicing. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, we've heard three commands so far to rejoice, to be gentle, and to pray with joy instead of dwelling on something. Now we have a promise that as we seek after God, the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. We are suddenly free from the little prison of our minds. Now, the peace of God is a big topic. The idea of peace or shalom in the Old Testament was one of fulfillment, wholeness, health, and prosperity. But above all, it was considered to be a blessing or a gift from God. Now, with that perspective in mind, let's think about what Paul is saying. That as you pray and you give God some of these anxieties and conflicts, the peace of God will be given in order to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This truly transcends all human nature and logic. Imagine having a spiritual guardian at the door of your mind who stops these thoughts and says, No vacancy. We're full. If we were to read a little further, Paul explains how we can continue to work with God through any conflict or anxiety. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. such things through this passage we can see a sort of cycle of worship as we delight in the gospel of Jesus we will experience more peace and joy and the more joy and peace that we experience the more that we want to delight in the gospel of the Prince of Peace I could personally uh, attest to this pattern in the last week I had some trouble sleeping I have three children at home, so this is not unusual. However, what kept me awake at night was uh, anxiety over some conflicts that I've had with others. It got to the point where uh, I would see their pictures and their posts on Facebook, and I would just become upset as soon as I saw their names. I would be mad. I thought about the past words and feelings again, and finally one night I woke up and I went into my office to to work on this sermon. But I thought, I can't work on a sermon about joy and peace when I'm so upset. So I began to pray and I thought about how great God is and how much he, he, he's loved and cared for me over the years. I thought about how he's died for me and, and for these people. I began to pray for each of them. Through the next week, every time I saw their, face, uh, their faces on Facebook, I, I stopped, liked it, and, and I prayed for them. I allowed God to remind me of the good times that I've had with them. I remembered small group time, studying the Bible together, the jokes, we could tell. I thought about how God was shaping their lives. I thought of how God was using their lives to, to shape mine. And within a few days, my my anger just disappeared. My anxiety of how to approach them and and see them or love them was was completely gone. I, I delighted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I was able to view them once again as God does in love and in gentleness. Now, do those bad thoughts still come? Yes. But... Now, now I have the peace of God standing at my heart saying, mm, no vacancy. There's no more room for anxiety. This heart and this mind are full. Praise God. In sum, we can observe the command to be joyful in any situation by delighting in God. We know that the road of our rejoicing comes through prayer. And we could trust the result of these prayers were worked out for our benefit and the glory of God. Church, trust that he who began a good work in you will see it to completion in Christ Jesus. Let's pray.